Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. So much to digest in the Word today. Today's readings are 1 Kings chapters 15 through 17. Rabbit Trails Something to consider moving forward. Kings and Chronicles, once one book, used to be widely attributed to Ezra, but many scholars now attribute these books to an anonymous author, most likely a Levite, with additional editors helping and working on it later. Now, once we get to Chronicles, which we have been told repeatedly in Kings contains further information for us, we will see some contradictions and perhaps stories told from different angles or with varying degrees of emphasis. It is important to keep in mind that the people working on these books would have had different sources of information and sometimes even different ideas about what to emphasize in each story. There are times in which one might have interviewed entirely different witnesses to an event, and that event may have been remembered differently to them than it was by other people. This does not make the information any less valuable, but, if anything, it adds additional depth and richness to our history as a people. So many kings. We're seeing a lot of kings in a short period of time. The thing to know is that at this point, there were two kingdoms of Israel and Judah. So some of our passages go back and forth between kings of these different kingdoms. If you pay really close attention, you'll see a bit of overlap from time to time. And that's because we're talking about kings in different kingdoms serving at the same time and being talked about simultaneously. Hey, it keeps us on our toes. If you missed the charts in yesterday's notes, make sure you go back to look at them and print out the printable one. Click here to do that. The Origin of Elijah Most of the time, when we meet a new prophet, we are told their lineage or there is some sort of storyline that explains where they came from. Not so with Elijah. Elijah just appears on the scene, out of the blue it seems. We do not know where he came from, what was in his past, But we know who he is then, and that is what essentially matters most to Yahweh. Let this be an encouragement to all of us. Earth-shattering, mind-blowing point. Hang on so I can give it a proper lead-up to the big reveal. We see time and again David held up as an example of a man who is righteous in Yahweh's eyes, and Jeroboam held up as the example not to follow. Check out these verses. 1 Kings 15. 33-34. In the third year of Asa, king of Judah, Baasha, the son of Ahijah, began to reign over all of Israel in Terzah, and he reigned 24 years. He did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh and walked in the way of Jeroboam, and in his sin which he made Israel to sin. 1 Kings 16, 1-2. And the word of Yahweh came to Jehu, the son of Hananiah, against Baasha, saying, Since I exalted you out of the dust and made you leader over my people Israel, and you have walked in the way of Jeroboam and have made my people Israel to sin, provoking me to anger with their sins. 1 Kings 16, 18-19 
And when Zimri saw that the city was taken, he went into the citadel of the king's house and burned the king's house over him with fire and died. Because of his sins that he committed, doing evil in the sight of the Lord, walking in the way of Jeroboam, and for his sin which he committed, making Israel to sin. 1 Kings 16, 25-26 Omri did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh, and did more evil than all who were before him. For he walked in all the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, and in the sins that he made Israel to sin, provoking Yahweh, the God of Israel, to anger by their idols. 1 Kings 16, 30-31 And Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of Yahweh, more than all who were before him, and as if it had been a light thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam. 1 Kings 22, 51-52 Ahaziah, the son of Ahab, began to reign over Israel and Samaria in the seventeenth year of Jehoshaphat, king of Judah, and he reigned two years over Israel. He did what was evil in the sight of Yahweh, and walked in the way of his father, and in the way of his mother, and in the way of Jeroboam, the son of Nebat, who made Israel to sin. Some of the references to David remaining true to Yahweh. There are probably more than these, but these are the first ones I grabbed. 1 Kings 11.4 For when Solomon was old, his wives turned away his heart after other gods, and his heart was not wholly true to Yahweh his God, as was the heart of David his father. 1 Kings 15.3 He walked in all the sins that his father did before him, and his heart was not wholly true to Yahweh his God, as the heart of David his father. And then in 1514, we read of Asa, who, despite not taking away the high places during his reign, was still counted as wholly true to Yahweh. 1 Kings 15:14. But the high places were not taken away. Nevertheless, the heart of Asa was wholly true to Yahweh all his days. It's easy to see why Jeroboam would be the one not to follow. Just yesterday, we discussed how he organized a complete system of worship that was set up to be a counterfeit copy of Yahweh's. But why is David repeatedly touted as righteous and upright in Yahweh's eyes? I mean, we all know about Bathsheba and the murder of Uriah. We've discussed David's admittance of his sin and his repentance and the lack of both in Jeroboam. However, beyond that, there is a huge difference between the two, and it lies in what Yahweh sees as righteous. Now, recall that he has been a God of grace since Genesis 1. He shows grace, he forgives, he teaches, he leads. But still, over and over, David is being held up as the ultimate example in his time of a righteous king. Both sinned, but David's heart was always counted as holy unto Yahweh. Now, there is a big difference, and that is in how David sinned versus how Jeroboam sinned. Both were sinners. But there are two things to note about David. When he did sin, he wholeheartedly repented. And David never worshipped other gods. As for Jeroboam, 1 Kings 13.33 says, Despite everything that happened, Jeroboam never did repent of his evil practices. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation. It is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.